Greetings, Chavia Churches, and greetings to all who are joining us from elsewhere. Everyone is very welcome. Certainly here we've been enjoying the, the, the lovely weather. The sun has been beating down. Um, the church goes on, the various activities go on. We do have a couple of funerals this coming week. Hugh Thompson will be buried at Eckford Cemetery on Tuesday at half past one. And Mary Beatty, um, her service, funeral service, will be at, at Moor Battle Kirk on Wednesday at 11 with a burial thereafter, just in the cemetery. Worship Committee meets on Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock. And closing date for articles for the Cheviot is Saturday the 24th, a week on Saturday. Um, and the session, advance notice, will meet on Wednesday the 28th of June. I think these are all the, the intimations. Our call to worship. Praise to God, the creator of all things. Praise to Christ, who brings healing and hope. Praise to the Holy Spirit, the breath of new life. Trinity of grace, we call on you today. And so come and worship the God who made us and loves us. We come with joyful praise and joyful hearts. The hymn, Glory Be to God the Father, is hymn 110. And let us pray. Creator God, you've made a world of such amazing diversity, with unique living things that we can't even number. We praise you for such wonder, for you've created such amazing diversity, even in humankind, culture and language and custom and community, all in such creativity and compassion. In Jesus Christ, you show us how you love your creation and how we can live by your love. By the power of your Spirit, give us new eyes to behold the wonders that you have made, and teach us how to love your creation 
with humble and grateful hearts. Merciful God, we confess the words spoken and things done which have harmed us and hurt others this week. Hasty words, unkind thoughts, acts of frustration. We confess words never spoken and things undone which has left possibility incomplete. Words of kindness left unsaid, challenges, acts of justice and generosity thought about but never acted upon. Forgive us. Forgive us the things we know and forgive us the things we haven't noticed and lift us from guilt and set us free to serve you with joy and passion. And the promised prophet Micah declared that God requires three things of us to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with our God to all who seek reconciliation with God and neighbour in kindness and in humility. God offers forgiveness and peace. The peace of our Lord be with you all. And now we join in our family prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. We read from Genesis chapter 18 and from verse 1. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre when he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. And he looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, if, if I found favour in your eyes, my lord, don't pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, then you may wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat, so you can be refreshed and then go on your way. Very well, the answer, do as you say. So Abram hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, get three sears of fine flour and knead it and bake some bread. And he ran to the herd and selected a, a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared and set these before them. And while they ate, he stood near them under the tent. Where is your wife, Sarah? They asked him. They are in the tent, he said. Then the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. And Abraham and Sarah were already old and well advanced in years. Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself. And she thought, after I'm worn out and my master is old, will I have this pleasure? And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, why well, really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. And Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I didn't laugh. 
But he said, yes, you did laugh. Amen. And then in, in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he'd come, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. And he called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out spirits and to heal every sickness and disease. And these are the names of the twelve. For Simon, who's called Peter, his brother Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip, and Bartholomew, and Thomas, and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. And these twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Don't go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. And as you go preach this message, the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, and drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Amen. And God bless these readings from God's holy word. All praise be to God's name. To him be thou my vision.
Thanks to Heather and Gordon. Let us pray. Father God, at times your son offers us hard choices to choose sometimes between the closest ties of earth and loyalty to him. Free us from making decisions that are for our comfort or for the approval of others. And help us to understand that good choices don't always lead to the easiest outcomes. Amen. As you're aware, I was recently in holiday in Morocco, and at the end of the holiday, we were all asked what we had enjoyed best. And some said one of the ancient towns wandering in the, 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 the market. Some said the Sahara Desert. But for me, what I enjoyed most was actually meeting the local people and being invited into their homes. They would have a, a good room for visitors, often with bright cushions. We're given mint tea and a few occasions were given lunch or dinner. They were paid to do so. But even so, they were happy to welcome us and wanted to give off their best. Whenever we have visitors, whether it's family or friends coming to stay for a few days, or whether it's just a friend looking in for half an hour for a chat, we want them to be comfortable and we make an effort. We make tea, we make coffee, we put out something to eat. When I lived in Zambia, friends would often turn up without warning. It was always good to welcome them and to hear what was happening, to listen to their stories. Because at that time, tele telephones were very poor and there was distance involved. So it was always good to catch up with what was happening in other parts of the country. Though mobile and Wi-Fi have considerably improved since then. But visiting plays a part in both our readings today. In Genesis, Abraham and Sarah have set up their tents at the Oaks of Mamre. They receive three visitors with unexpected news. How in the Gospels, the disciples are empowered to visit others with good news just as their teacher Jesus was doing. Abraham and Sarah offer a wilderness welcome to their guests. Visitors would be few, so they would be eager to find out what was happening in the world, whether anything momentous had happened which would affect their security, or simply it was a case of chatting about the, the weather and just passing the time of day. But it was incumbent on them to provide hospitality. And so they hurriedly made a meal ready to, to, to give it to their guests. But also in the back of our mind, as we listen to that story, we remember the verse from Hebrews in the, Old Te in the New Testament. Don't neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some have entertained angels unawares. And certainly the writer of Hebrews was maybe thinking of this text from Genesis, because certainly it was in Abraham and Sarah's case, these visitors turned out to be three angels who came from God. Or, and the, the famous icon of the, the three members of the Trinity, we, of, of, we, we think of the three members of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But the rewards of sharing hospitality was that they had news, unexpected news, 
news that Sarah would bear a child. Now, had Sarah had left the men to their talk, but was situated rather conveniently near the door to overhear what they were talking about. And when she heard this, she laughed. Now, there's not a lot of references to laughter in the Bible, so this is significant. For she had been barren all these years. She was past childbearing years, and Abraham was even older She'd never thought she would bear a child. She'd even encouraged Abraham to sleep with her maid so that he would have a child to carry on his name, Ishmael. But now these visitors were talking about her giving birth. How ridiculous. But the message came from God and it was no cruel joke. And I'm sure many of us know couples who've adopted children only suddenly and unexpectedly to have their own. And that was to be the reality of Sarah, despite her age, for nothing was impossible for God. And so we have two points here, that God comes to us when we least expect it. And we need to be open to God speaking through to us through other people. But also that God can make things happen through us if we are open also that sometimes the impossible can happen. This year, this, this week, there was a, a piece of good news. A plane had crashed in the, the Amazon jungle, killing several people on board, including the mother of, of three children, I think it was. But the children were nowhere to be found. But even if they'd survived the crash, there were wild animals. It was a very isolated area. How could they survive? And yet this week, they were discovered alive and well. The impossible can sometimes happen. And the impossible happened to the people in Galilee, for suddenly their lives were being transformed by Jesus of Nazareth. And in the last verses of chapter 9, there's a great sense of movement. All these verbs he taught, he proclaimed, he healed, he had compassion, he summoned. Jesus was on the move. And everywhere, people's lives were being changed. He saw and he had compassion on them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he acted and turned people's lives around. No wonder they crowded around them, hoping for a healing or for another miracle. He didn't want to be just one going around. And so he empowered his followers, the disciples, to go out with compassion and love to proclaim and to heal. And the wonderful thing right at the beginning of chapter 10 is that Matthew names the disciples. You can always hear the, the first reader say, oh, yes, there was Philip. I'd forgotten about him. Oh, there's James, the son of Ophias. I know his nephew. But they weren't nameless. Each was an individual. Each had unique gifts and talents that could be used to visit the people with the good news of the kingdom. God still calls us today as individuals with our gifts to explore how best we can be used. We are a dynamic church, always reaching out, always reforming, always to be a church on the move. God still wants to use us 
and can surprise us with the good news of the kingdom of God. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The hymn 623, here in this place, you light is streaming. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, the world unfolded its sadness as much as its joy as you walked your way with us. You saw and felt the need. You cared. You had compassion. And so in our prayers, we join with you in your unending compassion and care. We pray for all those trapped in situations that destroy them, those caught up in war or the violence of abuse, those trapped in addiction or cursed by poverty, those lost in depression, crushed by sadness, those broken by anger and torn by loneliness. We pray for those burdened by situations that snatch at life, those who are sick and those who care for them, those who are dying and those who mourn those who face unemployment, those without homes, those facing hard choices, those longing for guidance. Pray for the church and for all its witness, for the congregations that have been home to us, for those in leadership across denominations and for their wisdom, and for those whose work is often unnoticed but who build the church for those sharing faith and those seeking it. And we pray for ourselves, for the gifts and joys that bless us, for the longings and hope that beckon us, for the sadness and pain that touch us, for the calling and gifting that inspire us. And now in a moment of silence, we bring the prayers of our own hearts before God.
Lord, in your mercy, hear these our prayers. Amen. And the hymn 533, Will You Come and Follow Me? Deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the sun of peace to you. Amen. <laughs> 